0: If you thought Eminem vs. the Punisher was a balanced fight, just wait till Superman vs. Muhammad Ali. No scrub, scrub Welcome to Divisive Issues, a podcast where we talk about comic books and comic book related things. I'm Ryan Lynch, I'm Crappa. and I'm Film Every Kiss. Welcome everybody. What are we doing today? How are you guys doing? Tell me first, how are you doing, Sly? I'm um, okay.
1: I'm extra good. I'm really good from reading I don't this care guy. how Phil's doing. <laughs> hey, I don't need you to care how I feel. I just, I'm just going to tell everyone anyway. <laughs> okay.
0: So this week, we talked about... Well, we haven't talked about it yet, but we read Superman vs. Muhammad Ali. From 1978.
1: And what is it about? What is it about? I think... Yeah. All you got to do is read that title, and you know what it's about. Yeah,
0: Superman fights the movie. Yeah. It, well, he doesn't just fight him. He boxes him. Which,
1: when I first heard this, thought this was a ridiculous concept. But after reading it, it's they do a pretty good job of making it
0: cool. <laughs> yeah, this is... I like this... Like, like I liked the Charles Barkley vs. Godzilla and Eminem stuff, like, because they were ridiculous. This, I like, kind of liked on purpose like not ironically this is my favorite out of out of uh, old celebrity comics we have read yeah i it's definitely mine too
1: i mean this is the first one i've read but it's my favorite as well
0: (laughs) wow so real quick elevator pitch so aliens show up and superman and muhammad ali have to fight to be like the champion of earth
1: these aliens say we're gonna destroy earth unless your your greatest warrior fights our greatest warrior So they have to decide who is the greatest warrior, Superman or Muhammad Ali. It's a pretty big (laughs) toss-up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And it's written by Danny O'Neill and drawn by Neil Adams, which is, in 1978, that's, like, the best creative team you could possibly have. Yeah. We talked about how um, Danny O'Neill and uh, Neil
2: Adams were, like, the it to the Bronze Age. And this is a good example of why, because, like, they're able to have, like, real... People, this weird mix of, like, superheroes.
0: Yeah, and it, it takes, like, we talked about it in the Bronze Age episode when they had a hard time making, like, real stories with still ridiculous concepts, but this one is kind of, like, a perfect example of how it can work sometimes. Yeah. And, like, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it. So, who should read it? Target audience. If you had a concept,
2: remember members Mama Lee, and say, what's that about? I want to read it. You should probably sure read it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you can like, it's as silly as you ex- like. It's still Superman boxing Muhammad Ali. It's not like, you know, a super super dramatic story. It's not a Superman story. It's it's really more of a Muhammad Ali story than a Superman <laughs> story. But it, I think if if that has any interest to you, interest to you, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's really fun. Definitely, and if you like Muhammad Ali as a person,
1: um, you will definitely enjoy this because they really spend a lot of time. Trying to show his character. And yeah. I, I would like to say before we start, uh, recently, obviously, as you guys know, Muhammad Ali passed away. And we wanted to do this comic kind of to show the impact that someone like Muhammad Ali had, not just in politics or in boxing, but in just the pop like, culture. collective consciousness. Yeah, pop culture of, of America. The impact yeah. he had at the time that people were willing to – not willing. They were excited to make a comic like this showing – it kind of shows his his legacy on the rest of the world.
0: And this definitely I think is a testament to how big of a deal this book was at the time, like how big of a pop culture icon it was because on the cover there's like 200 people and there're 200 like real people, Also, Batmans there. But like that's a real person. What are you saying, Ryan? Well, like <laughs> yeah. But like in the audience it's so many real people, like writers, Carter. editors, politicians, Jimmy Carter is there. <laughs> and, like, it's people that, like, I assume had, you know, had to give approval to be on this cover. Fun facts. They didn't get
2: the rights for some of these people. And they did, uh, Neil Adamitchou mustaches on them just to hide them. Is that <laughs> true?
0: Yeah. That's really funny. But either way, like, it, when you look at the cover, it looks like this is more than just, like in like that M&M story we talked about like this looks like it's more of a part of culture at the time an event. than just like a f- uh, yeah exactly it looks like an event
1: and the the story really p- portrays that because this is an event everyone is going to watch this fight throughout the whole galaxy and this the stars of it are superman a non-real person but also Muhammad Ali a real person who yeah, yeah it's just it's it's really something i think to show how how big of an impact he had and it's interesting that they made this too because he was pretty controversial at the time. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. Like like now, now it's now it's easy to forget. Like we say, oh, Muhammad Ali's above race and stuff. But he was part of the civil rights movement. Like he was with, he was a student of Malcolm X. Like he was very divisive yeah. at the time. Uh,
0: I yeah. would argue that even after he passed away, I still saw a lot of people on Facebook like complaining that he was a draft dodger and we shouldn't give him the credit he de- no rightfully way. deserves. Really? Yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah it is so crazy. even though it's, you know, I think it's pretty clear that we all are pretty big fans of his behind the gloves kind of persona. But it's still there's still people that like harbor him as like a radical politician that they didn't necessarily agree with. And when I say politician, I mean, someone politically active, not necessarily yeah. someone seeking office. radical figure.
1: And, and I mean, he he was radical. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was. Yeah, uh,
0: But I mean, like, he's still viewed that way by right. some people.
1: Yep, I get that. So yeah, let's get into this.
0: Cool. So who wants to walk us through the fight of the century? Uh, me, I guess. Yes. <laughs> wow, you sound really excited, Sly.
2: It's uh, it's a very daunting task to
0: talk about Muhammad Ali and Superman. Like uh, to find out who should who should be divisive issues greatest reader, we should all box and see who wins.
1: You're saying it's a daunting task, but fucking Jimmy Olsen did it.
2: Yes, yeah, true. So. <laughs> Uh, just to give some backstory on this on this book before we get into it. So, my team of a lot of weird celebrities in the 60s with Jerry Lewis, Pat Boone, and, like, this was... Uh, for
0: the record, the story that Darkseid and all of the Fourth World people first show up in has guest appearances by Don Rickles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, like, you have all these... Samantha was, like, a no-stranger-to-weird celebrity crossovers. And this is, like, another addition to that line, but, like, even... At DC, when the editor Julie Schwartz suggested, "Oh, Superman vs. Muhammad Ali," everyone's like, "That's kind of stupid. Like, why would Superman box Muhammad Ali?" And uh, they, you know, they reached out to Muhammad Ali's uh, estate and asked for his permission, and he gave permission, but he had one stipulation that had to be met,
0: and we'll get into that as we get to the end of the story. Okay. <laughs> and one thing that I think stands out at how big of a deal it was is all those guest appearances and stuff that you talked about. Usually, were in issues of Superman. Yeah. And this was its own standalone book that was, like, a collector's edition. It was $2.50, which back then was, like, how much was a comic back then? Like, $0.20? Yeah. And also, it was part of DC's all-new collector's edition line, which were,
2: uh, like, tabloid-style books that were sort of magazine racks. So they're trying to go for more uh, something not on a comic book rack that might appeal to other audiences for this uh, event.
0: Yeah, so... It's definitely, like, a bigger deal yeah. than a regular, you know, Pat Boone starring in World's Finest or whatever.
2: And just to give some backstory on Superman, it's barely relevant, but this was during an era where Superman was, like, trying to stay relevant. This is the Bronze Age. And uh, during this time, he was part of uh, kind of a few attempts to reboot the character. One of them was the Daily Planet was shut down, and he began... Uh, working for a TV company for Morgan Edge as a news, as a TV news reporter because TV news reporters were a hypno thing in the 70s, just like Ron Burgundy. Um, Morgan Edge Lord, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, you mean Kevin Smith
2: in disguise? Yeah. And so getting to the actual story, Uh story opens up with uh, Metropolis in um, the, the ghetto part of town. I assume it's a Little Africa from the. Uh, Bronze Superman episode. <laughs> yeah, from the I'm Curious black issue. Yeah, <laughs> but uh,
0: just to point out, this is Neil Adams' best work. I feel I-
2: I've I've seen ever.
0: Uh, it's it's. I don't know if it's my favorite Neil Adams, but it's it's damn good. I think the art is like classic, like late seventies, and I think it looks great. What about looks, as someone? The, the
1: detail is really yeah. Are gonna say as someone? Who doesn't yeah, know it? is this your
0: first Neil Adams book you've read?
1: <laughs> yes, I think it is.
0: He's he's like to always my definitive 70s artist and it I think it really shows. I really
1: like it. I, and, and the level of detail like the it, the slice that it opens up in this neighborhood and it's like a two-page panel um what do they call it? Splash pages. Yes, splash pages. Yes. <laughs> uh and the, the detail and everything is just so it's not like he was skimping just where he wants your eye to be that's where he's going to spend the detail like it really seems like a vibrant neighborhood
0: yeah there's a full subway station fully detailed like in just a tiny part of the panel you see like seagulls flying off of like a city roof like there's a lot going on here
2: and like neil adams was like one of the artists that really helped transition comics from the old like classic comic look to modern day more realistic style art and you can really see that here like the, the amount of detail and the attention to anatomy and even
0: just stylistically, you immediately get the sense, oh, this is the late 70s in some inner city. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it, it really captures the, like, p- we talked about it on the X-Men episode how we felt like it the X-Men Apocalypse wasn't really grounded in the 80s as much. This is, like, right away, Neil Adams nails the style of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, the story
2: opens with uh, the ghetto part of Metropolis. Uh, Superman, uh, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen are walking down. They're going to interview Muhammad Ali. And um, Jimmy's the cameraman. Uh, Clark Kent's the, uh TV reporter, and Muhammad Ali's playing basketball. And uh, they're about to do the interview when uh, an alien shows up. An alien that's a member of the Scrub.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great name, Scrub Two Bs. Yeah. Scrub.
2: <laughs> Scrubber. So these Scrubs are a bunch of Scrubs, and they want um,
0: they want basically have. Uh, Earth's Grace Warrior fight their Grace Warrior, and Charles Barkley wasn't famous enough yet, yeah. so it had to be Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I
1: also like the intro where the aliens uh, like push aside Lois Lane. Muhammad Ali says, "You know, you old lady an apology." The alien backhands him, and then he like smashes him off his little flying uh, platform that he's on. Yeah, so they really they really are scrubs.
0: Yeah, they're yeah. getting beaten up by a human being. One thing that actually did stand out to me is the – at this time in comics, there weren't a lot of like – women were still kind of treated like, get out of the way, women. You know, like very – like even the alien says – yeah, the alien says, step aside, whimpering female, and pushes her out of the way. And one thing that I really like about Muhammad Ali's response, he said, I don't know where you come from, but where I come from, we don't treat folks like that. You owe the lady an apology. And it immediately stood out to me. It might even be totally coincidence, but that he doesn't say we don't treat women like that. We treat people like that. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like this immediately establishes that Muhammad Ali, like, gives a shit about everybody. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just, like, a chauvinism thing, he's like, no, we treat human beings like human beings. That actually,
1: that, that does come up a lot in this story, that, that theme. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah. especially knowing it was 1978, yeah. I was like, oh, that's that's a really cool little thing that Danny O'Neill threw in there. I wonder how involved uh, Muhammad Ali was in this. There's rumors
2: that uh, he created some of his dialogue in the story. Uh, I don't know how uh, found those rumors are. But his dialogue that does ring very true to his, um, his It really does. It really does. It really does. Daniel O'Neill and Neil Adams did their research when uh, doing this book. Definitely. I mean, Daniel
0: O'Neill does write in this kind of style a lot. So, like, I could see it going either way.
2: Yeah. But uh, So, yeah. So,
0: anyway. Muhammad Ali, um, as he's fighting this
2: scrub, Clark Kent changes <laughs> to Superman and... Uh, Smith flies up into space because he thinks it can't just be this one alien it has to be like a group of aliens so he goes up into space and sees like all these ships surrounding Earth and uh, he comes back and uh, the scrub explains
1: like oh we'll blow up your planet if you don't fight us uh, he also says here I'm gonna fight your greatest warrior and this is when Superman and Muhammad Ali start arguing yeah saying uh, who should be it? And Superman's like, obviously me. I'm Superman. And he's like, yeah, Muhammad Ali sells him, but you're not actually an Earth man. You're, you're born on Krypton.
2: And Superman's like, no, I got an Earth thing citizenship in all, all,
0: of all the countries. You can't take that away from me. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love that. He's like, I'm a naturalized Earthman.
0: And then even <laughs> Muhammad Ali is like, hey, why are we arguing? This alien that you have, like, by the throat is obviously <laughs> the bad guy. Yeah. And, um, basically the alien
2: orders missiles to be sent towards Earth. As an demonstration of their power as somebody tries to stop him and he manages to divert them using his super speed and uh super clapping
1: yeah because see they're actually not they're not solid missiles they're like plasma missiles so he tries to stop them and flies through them yeah so it's it's hard to stop these they establish that it's not easy for him to just like go grab them yeah, um, yeah. He he has to like make a tornado and then stop a the tidal wave and yeah, because
0: yeah, he makes a tornado to stop them, it stops them, but then there's a big t- tidal wave. But So Superman diver- diverts this missile, doing that big, smashing his hands
2: together, creating a big uh, loud clap. But uh, he diverts it towards uh, an empty island instead, and that blows the fuck out of the island up. <laughs> yeah, it
0: really blows the shit out of this island. Well,
2: because they launch more missiles that he can't stop. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Superman's like, I can't stop all these missiles by myself. And the Scrubs are like, oh, yeah, you call it Scrub, but now we got your ass. Who's the Scrub now? And Superman's like, I guess <laughs> it's me. They bicker some more over who should be the champion. And uh, the, the Scrubs are like, we're sick of you guys bickering over who should be champion. You guys have to... Both fight us and decide
0: uh, that way. And Superman's like, lol, I am Superman. I will destroy you. And they're like, well, what, we have technology that could take your powers away. Yeah. So you'll put you guys on level grounds, which to me raised the question, if they have to depower Superman, doesn't that mean he should obviously be the champion? Because he's more powerful.
2: I think this is supposed to go to like the idea of who's a better uh, fighter. Like you talked about yeah. uh, briefly about. Oh, uh, okay. How? Uh, oh, does the Flash have a good running form? He's a Flash. He doesn't have to have a good running form. Superman know how to actually fight. He's Superman. He doesn't even really have, to have to fight. I gotcha,
0: I, I gotcha. W- That's
1: actually what I love. I love about this is like when when you think about it. If the, if you did take away Superman's powers, would he? Like at first, the the concept of him fighting Muhammad Ali seems ridiculous. But superpowers aside, it actually would be a cool fight to see. Who
0: yeah. can spar with Superman to give him good form? Nobody. Yeah, you know, like with his powers, he can't do shit. Yeah, he can't practice without anymore. like just destroying everybody.
1: People people get better at things by being challenged and rising to meet that challenge. He's just like I yeah. shit on everyone.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he literally shits on everyone's fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they get have
2: twenty four hours to. Meet again and uh, have th- the the fight take place. So Superman and Ali, in the meantime, go towards Superman's f- fortress of f- solitude in the Antarctic. So uh, they go to his fortress of solitude, and Superman basically reveals he has a hyperbolic time chamber from Dragon Ball Z, where they yeah can, I love that <laughs> they can they can fight for an unlimited n- number of time in the twenty four. Not period. an
0: unlimited. He says twenty four hours. A minute is about an hour, so it's about two months that they have to train. And he also has, like, a red sun thing, like, a button he hits, and it can depower Superman so he could actually spar. I'm confused. Does he
1: get his power from a yellow sun, or does he lose power from a red sun?
0: Both. Technically,
2: he uh, gains his power from a yellow sun, but, like, sometimes whenever they have a red sun appear, they make it act as though the the conditions automatically create environments where he can't fight anymore. Like, in Man's Uh, Steel, they have the same exact thing where... Uh, he'd be flying around in Earth's environment. Then you, uh, Zod and the Kryptonians who create a Krypton-like environment in their ship. And Superman's like, I can't fly anymore like immediately, even though you would think like
1: it would take a while to kick it. Yeah, because that means every time he goes into a building, he would lose his powers, right? <laughs> it
0: really does. It depends on the writers. Because I've seen times where Superman is in an area with a red sun and doesn't notice until he goes to use his powers. And then there's other times that a red sun makes him like, fall asleep. It depends <laughs> on the writers find convenient. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's the same thing with kryptonite. Sometimes kryptonite depowers him, sometimes it gives him like super cancer and he dies.
1: Yeah, okay. I'll accept it.
2: So, uh in the hyperbox time chamber, Superman and Muhammad Ali start sparring and Muhammad Ali's a better fighter than Superman. I love this
1: little this little full page montage where he's he's teaching him.
0: Yeah. Superman's sitting on the ground, and it looks like he's, like, crying and begging for... Because Muhammad sleep. Ali punched him in the face,
1: and he's like, shit, I have never felt so much pain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you're usually invulnerable, and the first time you're, you're like, vulnerable, Muhammad Ali punches you in the face as hard as he can. Because he says, I didn't pull that punch. Like, that would fuck you up so bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, and he, he teaches, um, like, actual boxing for him. He's like, this is... A jab is a question. A hook begins as a question and ends as a statement. He talks about crosses and uppercuts um he just basically teaches him muhammad ali's style of fighting and
2: like he says like muhammad ali would say like he says like oh right cross an argument argument that he ought to go to sleep like it's a very bravado way
1: of, of talking like it's yeah not, it's, of course you got to be convincing yeah
0: and as someone who doesn't like boxing at all i think it's pretty archaic i will say that i actually thought the scene was so cool because superman's like i never really realized there was so much like finesse to this it's more than just adding fist to face. And the way Muhammad Ali talks about it, I really got why he talked about it as such like an art form and how, you know, nuanced his technique was. And even as someone who like is predetermined to dislike boxing, I thought this scene was really cool.
1: Yeah. And it's awesome too. He he even references a specific fight. Um the, what is it? What is that Like all The Rumble in the Jungle or something? Uh, yeah, the uh, where well, he Foreman
2: and cl- uh, Zaire. The Foreman fight. Yeah. yeah,
1: and like he talks about the technique he used in that fight with a cl- uh, quick like cut to it. And if you watch that fight, it's like he actually uses that technique of just laying on the yeah. ropes, basically, letting himself get hit for like three rounds and saving up enough energy that immediately he just bursts out and beat the shit out of George Foreman after he was tired from fighting.
0: I couldn't imagine doing that. Just, like, tanking. I can't imagine tanking one punch. <laughs> let alone a th- three rounds of punches from, like, another amazing boxer.
1: The heavyweight champion. Yeah,
0: especially
2: George, George Foreman was, like, at the time, they were saying, like, he... A punch from him is, like, the punch of, like, 20 people in one. <laughs> in one.
0: You know, the more we talk about it, maybe Superman should send this one out. Let Muhammad Ali fight these aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... They're training,
2: and meanwhile, Earth is like, we're not going to wait for Sermen Ali to solve this. We're going to try to bomb the aliens ourselves.
1: No, not just Earth. The Soviet Union.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and they try. Such an Earth thing to do. Yeah. It's such an Earth thing to do. Try to defend your spe- uh, species instead of just taking aliens' word for the invulnerable. Right, Ryan? Yeah,
1: and say, and say we'll just let Mom and I leave like the aliens. <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, <laughs> they, they fail, and um, the scrubs are like, if try tries again, we'll blow you up, so don't try it again. And they realize, oh, the, the Superman and Hammerly are cheating using the hyperbolic time chamber. And they send robots to uh, <laughs> put a
0: stop to it. I kind of love this idea that Superman's like, don't worry, I have a plot device to let this training montage make sense. And the aliens are like, you fucking kidding me, guy? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, you're and cheating. They just, like, they just go mess it up. Yeah. And I, I especially like this because I feel like in stories like this, they always hand wave a reason why they have a bunch of time to train and i really like that they just couldn't they just couldn't like they pretend like they're going to hand wave it and they're like nope you can't do this fuck you they do
1: get they do get 2 weeks in i think so yeah. they haven't they have enough of a time
0: two, 2 weeks to become Muhammad ali level boxing is right. not enough, enough time right not the 2 months is either but well so t- to be fair Suman never becomes Muhammad
2: ali level boxing as you will see in the bit spoilers sure. but uh yeah so they <laughs> the aliens uh take uh Superman ali back to their ship no Ali no
1: uh, no they beat up the robots for no reason and say, "Let's go." <laughs> yeah, like,
0: <laughs> yeah. What, one thing that I do really like about this is they have a really cool teamwork dynamic during this fight—the yeah. the Superman and Muhammad Ali versus the robots. Yeah, and it really shows. Like they have been training for two weeks; they should have a good rapport. Yeah, and they do, and that's yeah. it's really cool seeing that reflected in just the the overall pacing of this fight against these giant robots.
1: I also I, I do want to say that um, we didn't mention this before, but. One of the things I found, like, really dumb about the scrub was that they come and they say, the reason they're doing this, because we didn't say why they want this fight to happen, they said Earth is the most warlike and savage planet in the galaxy, so to prove it, we're going to go to, like, we're going to fight you in a boxing match. Like, it, the scrub are so, like, they're afraid that the Earth that Earth men are savages, so they act like savages. You know what I mean?
0: I not going to lie, I kind of didn't get their motivation either and just said, you know what, that's just the premise. Whatever, I'll run with it. But I <laughs> yeah. do agree. That the-, the premise is just to show that
2: um, these aliens think humans are more like uh, a bunch of savages and it's up to Surman Ali just to show how uh, we're more to us than that. It's basically, they're basically spot devices to set this thing up and to demonstrate that point. And they don't have a lot of nuance to them. But they're not really supposed to have a lot of nuance to them. Yeah,
1: and and you know they yeah. actually kind of they do talk about it later near the end, like not not all scrub are so hypocritical. Yeah, right? yeah. Hashtag not all scrubs. <laughs>
2: so, so after uh, they Ali and Superman team up to defeat the robots, the scrub send. They decide to go uh, meet the aliens, uh, even though they say, "Oh, our timeline's not up yet." But the scrubs say, "We don't. We know you're fucking cheating. You fucking hacksaws. Uh, you're you're uh, using the time <laughs> chamber." Hack-sors. And uh then yeah. they reveal the champion Hunya. <laughs> and um Hunya is like showing off his muscles and Superman and Ali are like, Oh are you impressed Superman? And Superman's like, Nope, and they're just yawning and playing the bored. And basically they're using used-
0: Muhammad Ali's like, I think he's cute. Yeah. Is the real is the real Ch- champion behind him, like they're just fucking with him,
1: yeah. And he's all he's also supposedly like genetically bred for this, he was made in a lab to be the perfect warrior,
2: yeah, yeah. And uh, Ali's saying, like, oh, we gotta we gotta troll him man because uh, if you get him agitated, then he's gonna stop fighting, he's gonna be uh, too riled up, and you're gonna be able to get the advantage over him in the fight, which is like the t- uh, method that Muhammad, Muhammad Ali uses in real life, where you will like uh, trash talk people before the ring and uh, let them tire themselves out in the actual fight.
0: Yeah,
1: I love that they included that.
0: It also shows a nice dichotomy between Superman, who's always, like, so Boy Scout noble, and how Muhammad Ali is much more of, like, a street kind of fighter. Yeah. And is much more, like, big picture of it, other than just fists to face, like Superman says. And it's just, it's a cool conversation where Superman's like, I didn't even think about that. I usually just, I'm so strong that I could just punch them and I win.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's cool, like Sly was saying, that this is kind of, like... That's his signature thing. He's most known at the time for his trash talk where he would... He actually... Who was it? He, Sonny Liston, maybe? He went outside his house with a bullhorn and was like, you're a pussy, you're a bum, you're a hobo, come fight me. (laughs) And he like... He would do stuff like that. that where he would just really, really egg them on, egg them on. So by the time they fought, that person was so angry that they would make mistakes yeah and it's just it's so awesome that they were trying to show that with Hanya.
0: <laughs> yeah H, I'm surprised at how much of Muhammad Ali's style they put in this book yeah that's why yeah. I find it great because like this is a, a even though
2: like this was made just to um, uh, have a big Muhammad Ali Superman fight they could have just half-assed it but like even in retrospect this, this is like an amazing tribute to Muhammad Ali like in general like is his what made him special as a fighter
0: yeah, yeah, like we're the comic fans, and we're reading it, and like we don't even like boxing, and we're like, this is so cool. Like I am impressed with his fighting style just from this crossover, which is should be the point of yeah. the crossover.
1: I was ex- I was excited at this point when I was reading this. I was like, I I'm really stoked for this fight because they they say they're going to put it on <laughs> intergalactic TV or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like all the television sets in the entire galaxy will be watching, as if
0: everyone has TV. So with that. They after they say that they have a big two page spread of all these different types of aliens, and this is especially cool because this is right after the first Star Wars came out, and it's I love the designs of so many of these aliens. Like one are like these like swamp looking monsters with like brains and jars on their heads, kind of. Yeah. And then there's these like little kids with really long arms and like these chicken people. Those oompa loompas. Yeah, the oompa loompas. <laughs> And I do – I really like all these designs, but one thing I wanted to point out is they also show Adam Strange, who's a human, and even though he doesn't matter in the story at all, he has the caption that a minority feel emotions that we can all too easily understand, which I feel like is kind of saying all these other aliens that look really different can't possibly feel what humans feel, which is like a weird thing to throw in here.
1: Well, they try and show how these different aliens are all coming to watch, but not always for the same reason. Some of them are curious about it. Some think it's fun – some want to test out the potential threat of Earth's power or whatever. Yeah. I just so, thought it
0: was weird to take the one space human DC character and be like, no, but he understands because he's a, he's a human. Don't worry. There's obviously going to
2: be a barrier between a fucking uh, plasmid alien and us. On yeah, the, on I think the it's
1: fair to, to assume that, that uh, like... Other species, other alien species, would have very different values, emotions, everything. Like people do that on Earth,
0: and they're I all the same race, yeah. I guess
2: that's fair. I guess that's fair. You calling you? Know, I'm the racist? Ryan?
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> 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 so, um,
2: so in this big intergalactic uh, boxing match, uh, they hired Jimmy Olsen, the Earthling, <laughs> to be the. They Rock give cancer. a good reason, though. Yeah, they do.
0: Because Jimmy Olsen's like, this is my big break as a newsman. And Lois Lane's like, they're only doing this so that when we lose, we're extra humiliated because you have to report on it.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair.
0: And I think that's a that's an awesome reason to be like, fuck you, humans. But yeah. Jimmy Olsen, not Lois Lane. Is Jimmy Olsen, that Jimmy Olsen is Superman's biggest fan. Oh, yeah, you're right. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen.
2: But Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, Ryan. Yeah, but, like, his pal. Oh, yeah, you're right. But buddies. So, um, it's also interesting, well, I mean,
1: not to get too serious with the sci-fi aspect of this, but they're all coming, er, Not aliens aren't just watching it, they're, they're all sending representatives to this planet to watch the fight, and it's like every single alien is able to live in the same climate of humans. Like, it's all the same temperature, gravity, well, everything. Well, this
0: is a ship, it's not a planet, so I assume it has some sort of artificial atmosphere that if they can't go, they're not going to, they're only the, you wouldn't go unless you knew you could live there. So like, they right. only send the people that could survive.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right. But
0: that is also kind of ridiculous that there's thousands of different yeah. species that are like, When whatever. you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, were you just snippet from Phil?
1: Yes. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> oh, also Jimmy Olsen says, old space proverb: Too much red sun. makes scrub whack a ding <laughs> You know, whatever. What? What was that?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what he says.
1: He's like, it's so hot uh, here at the Red Sun. Uh, Scrub must be so angry because they're living like this. And then he says, old space proverb, too much Red Sun. Make Scrub whack-a-ding-hoi. What the fuck? <laughs> or whack-a-ding-hot?
0: I think it's just Jimmy Ellison being ad- a dope. Yeah. But to go back to what you were saying about why Jimmy and not Lois, I feel like Lois is a real reporter and Jimmy's just a big fanboy. And I feel like having the fanboy have to describe what they assume is going to be Superman getting the shit kicked out of him is, like, pretty... Like, da- like damaging to morale. They want yeah. to destroy all hope before and they... Embarrassing. They want to make the people feel hope before they crush it all. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now you have my permission to die.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Perry White is Superman's boxing trainer.
0: Per- Perry White is, is like the J. Jonah Jameson of DC, yeah. but like really nice instead of really mean. Yeah. But it is really funny seeing him in like a big orange sweatsuit, being like, "I was a Golden Gloves finalist. I'll help Superman."
1: <laughs> I didn't know who he was. I was like, "Okay,
0: he's he's uh, he's Clark
2: Kent's like editor boss." Gotcha. So um, Superman so and Muhammad Ali enter the ring, and there's a weird robot referee, and uh, the match starts. I and... love how
1: the ro- the robot referee knows exact uh, like Earth boxing lingo, but except he keeps going scree. You both scree, know the rules. I want a clean fight. (laughs) When I say break, you break. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, if they can all live in this environment, we can assume they also all boss. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So they start fighting, Hanali and Superman. And uh, Superman puts up like a decent fight. But then Mahamali just starts whacking the shit out of his face. And
0: everyone's just yelling for Superman to fall, fall down, fall down. And Superman just refuses. This is actually, this fight takes about four or five pages. And normally i would say like oh this is kind of fluff that this fight's taking so long this is like the coolest fight yeah, ever.
1: it really is because they, they they narrate it as if it's a boxing match um yeah and jimmy olsen i guess is the narrator here and they talk about you know he stunned superman with a solid left jab uh, hard right to the midsection superman's on the you know showing signs of life and coming on the counterattack. they really try to to narrate it as if this is a an actual match
0: yeah, And as they do it, behind the figures, you'll see an occasional fall down, fall down. And as the fight goes on, there's more and more and more words. Yeah, And not only does the content of the words do that, but it gives... Like, the first page of the fight is mostly empty space with just solid color backgrounds. You don't even see... Given Neil Adams' attention to detail, it's obviously intentional that it's just yellow page with figures on it. And then the page just becomes fall down, like, all over the place. Yeah. And it becomes chaotic, both in layout end in content yeah and it's such a it's such a cool fight
1: I, I love how i was really expecting them to just somehow cheat and have superman win because he's superman but yeah. like it, as they end as the fight goes on they're like superman's face is a disaster area blood is flowing everywhere and and even lois lane's like oh my god superman's actually gonna die yeah because muhammad ali is yeah. literally beating the shit out of him
0: literally literally He's yeah he <laughs> yeah. probably <laughs> was just,
1: the shit coming
2: out
0: his ass. Do you know it's actually uh, it's actually canon that Superman's metabolism and digestive system is so efficient that he gets a hundred percent energy from food and doesn't shit. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. So he can't, so Superman literally can't get the shippy out of him. <laughs>
1: he, yeah. If he could, it would not be coming out. Why
0: don't you leave the boxing commentary to the experts like Jimmy Olsen, Bill? <laughs> so uh, Superman
2: is just fucking getting wrecked under this red sun where he has no powers. Everyone's yelling for Suman to fall down. Suman refuses. And
0: they're waiting for that finishing blow.
2: Yeah, Baham Ali just walks away and Sumer just falls down on his own. And, um, and then like uh, aliens are going to pick up Suman's body. Baham Ali's like, get the fuck away from him. Uh, we'll, we'll take care of our own, uh, you fucking alien
1: pieces of shit. I, I love that. He's like, you come to our planet, shove us around, make us dance to your music. Well, you haven't earned the right to give us a hand now. So if one of you so much yeah. as touches him, I'll punch you out.
0: Yeah. And he just beat the shit out of Superman. Like, nobody's (laughs) going to fuck with him. Yeah. And then right after that, it's a full page... Of Superman, like, totally knocked out, covered in blood and bruises, like, laying on, like, a gurney, while Perry White's like, stand aside, stand aside, and all the alien press is just, like, taking pictures, and Muhammad Ali is, like, pushing them out of the way. and It is a cool fucking page. Yeah, yeah. so what happens is, Superman's now, like, in, like, critical condition, has to be sent
2: back to Earth for treatment.
1: I love that. He didn't just beat him, he literally put Superman in critical condition. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And because they have to get sent him back to Earth, because there's a hope that maybe... The uh, Yellow Sun might make him be able to heal his wounds.
1: I also love here how in the fight, even though he got his ass whooped, he, like, by standing up the whole fight and refusing to fall down, it shows to everyone his, like, willpower. And yeah. he, even yeah. though he was beaten, he wouldn't give up. And that play that plays itself out here where they're sending his pod to Earth for, I guess, medical attention, and all these soldiers of the scrub are standing at the edge of the like dock, and it says like no Imperial order brought them here, but they all salute uh, Superman for his oh, I didn't bravery. even notice that. Yeah, they, they salute Superman's bravery. That is bravery. so cool. Yeah. And they
2: say, like, they say the Emperor will be pissed off if he found out. The Emperor's the guy that keeps harassing Superman and Ali the this entire time, and it's basically him just driving all this antagonism. And you see here that maybe all the other scrubs kind of respect humans, or are starting to respect them because of Muhammad Ali and Superman...
1: And they say, uh, there's in their hearts, there's a special place for this alien warrior. And when fighting men sit around cook fires on distant outposts, they'll tell about the man who would not fall down. That's so cool.
0: That's so cool, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: So awesome. uh, n- now uh,
2: Muhammad Ali has to go and face off against Hunya. And uh, before that happens,
1: fucking Afina, sh- the goddess of wisdom, shows up. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I don't get why she shows up uh, here. She wants to moderate the fight. She's like i got to make sure this is the most fair fight possible.
0: Uh, one thing that is kind of neat is she's also the alien's god of, like, courage. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it kind of, even though, like, you know, everyone's so different and they keep stressing that, apparently we have the same gods? Well, <laughs> yeah. gods are, like, universal.
2: Like, uh, like Yahweh, our true god, one true god, is the same. The same <laughs> I guess
1: you could assume if, if Athena's real, like, she would be a spiritual presence that wouldn't just be, like, able, like, restricted to Earth travel, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they're
1: also, they show all these panels of people watching this fight, and it's like all these different kinds of aliens, these slug car aliens watching TV, uh, you know, everyone in the whole universe is like watching this fight, and that's when Athena shows up.
2: Yeah. yeah. Athena wants to make it a
1: fair fight. No, she does make it a fair fight. She goes into their unconscious minds and prevents them from, uh, like, cheating. To save confusion, I shall infuse the rules of fair play and the rules of this context directly into your unconscious minds. And uh, then um, the scrub emperor says, Okay, Muhammad Ali, now you have to guess. you are you going to
2: uh, knock our, uh, our our guy down? Tell us or else we're going to fucking blow your plan up right now. And Muhammad Ali's like, Okay, you want a fucking prediction? He'll hit the floor in round one. No, he says four.
0: He'll hit the floor in four. Yeah, which
1: he's, he's It's another thing he always used to do. He used to try to mix in, like... Like, rhyming, po- poetry style, like rap style uh, words sometimes when he was talking. Uh, and he would always... That's why they they ask him to predict, because that was something he used to do. He used to say, you know, uh, round five is when he's going to go down.
2: Yeah, so he says, he hit the floor in four, and furthermore, they have a double page spread where uh, they show the real Muhammad Ali's photos in the background, while the uh, illustrated Muhammad Ali is in the the foreground, just saying, oh, well, I promise you, I promise you hear my voice now, I'm going to knock Hunya out, I'm going to destroy Hunya, destroy Hunya. They're they're all going to tell me after this fight, Muhammad Ali. Greatest of all time and space. I'm going to destroy Hunya. I'm getting mad now. I'm going to knock Hanya out. I'm ready. I I ain't never been so ready. If I got any batter, I'd be scared of myself. After is going to say, Ali is terrible. They ain't going to say, I'm good. I'm great. I'm bad. They're going to say, I'm terrible. I'm going to hear the word terrible. I'm mad. I'm terrible. I'm going to destroy. I'm going to get the stage set. All these suckers are thinking, this is a tough fight. I'm going to give them all a lesson. I'm going to whoop him. And spank him. I'm the greatest. I'm the king. What a fucking shit
0: talker
1: this yeah, guy is. Yeah, I mean, but that's his thing, though. He's a shit talker. <laughs> if I if
0: I was supposed to fight this guy and he just beat the shit out of Superman and then gave me that speech, I would just leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's terrifying.
1: Yeah, it, I, I would recommend to all our listeners, if you want, you, you should go to YouTube and just listen to Muhammad Ali trash talking here and there. And, like, you can find, like, best of Muhammad Ali. And it, this really does it justice um, where he, he trash talks so hard before all his fights and it's this is like iconic Muhammad Ali here.
2: Yeah. So while this is happening, uh Muhammad Ali's um Cornerman. Uh, cornerman. Yeah, cornerman, Bandini Brown. Bandini Brown's running around just being a shadow of aliens in like Salt <laughs> that's like saw
0: Snake. He's sneaking around, just knocking out aliens. It's a juxtaposed scene of him sneaking around while uh Hunya actually gets the upper hand and really does some damage to Muhammad Ali. The
1: first the first hit he lands on him, like knocks out his mouth guard and looks like a tooth or something.
2: And uh, so, I, I, Mahania's just being a shit out of Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali is trying to do what he does in real life, where he's just bracing himself for blows. Like his head he fists up uh, trying to take the body blows. Uh, which is very reminiscent of his real life st- st- uh, fighting style. This is when they reveal Bundini Brown is actually Superman in disguise. And he takes off his mask. Well,
0: not not the whole time. Like, Bandini Brown is a real guy that was there earlier. Yeah. So, his entire career. His What's entire that? career with E Brown. is so guys
1: He's Clark Kent, Bandini Brown, and Superman. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, it turns out
2: that he just took off his mask. And he was wearing a mask just for this... The, the period after he got taken out of the fight. Uh, instead of going back to Earth. But he actually did super lose the fight, though. Yeah. Like, that wasn't part of the act. Yeah, right. so he lost the fight. And now, instead of going back to Earth, he, he wanted to get up and... Uh, Enact the second part of his plan where he would uh, try to infiltrate the alien ship and move it further away from uh, the Red Sun. So that way he gets powers back.
1: He also, he says when he uh, was first brought here, before the Red Sun took away his powers, he used his X-ray vision to memorize everything of importance about the ships. And he learned all this information so that he calls the fleet that's orbiting Earth and says, Hey, it's Emperor Scrub here. Uh, here's the yeah, here's the code. Uh, come yeah. back to the home planet at full speed. Leave Earth, and they're like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, seriously, I'll, I'll kill you if you don't do it." So yeah. the 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 fleet that was about to blow up Earth leaves.
2: Yeah. So now, uh, Ali is getting the shit kicked out of him, and he's a human being, so he can he can get the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> <laughs> then the Emperor is like, "You're gonna lose, Muhammad Ali, So I give you an offer. You uh, you surrender your race to me as slaves, and I'll let you." uh surrender this fight or else you will die and Muhammad Ali says slaves everyone no there's no other choice sucker I can whoop him and he just yeah. starts beating the shit out of Hanya
0: and I-, I love that the motivation that causes him to like kick up and really like win is the threat of slavery given how active he was in the civil rights yeah I agree and
1: I think it's also it's also it does lead it does like I said earlier um uh, really portray the tactic what do they call the rope-a-dope where he's hanging on the ropes for a long time and yeah. in a lot of the fights that you watch where he actually is fighting this way it seems like he's losing but yeah. when he springs into action and unleashes that energy um, it, it it doesn't feel cheap in this comic for him to turn the fight like that because it that's actually that actually happened to a yeah, lot it's of it's his real boxers. fighting style
0: yeah and they've and they've hyped it up and explained it in the book yeah. so it's not conf- you know it's not out of nowhere yeah, like I
2: said like he's just up against the rope his, hands, his fists are up, trying to take all his body blows and waiting for the right time to just start uh, railing on his opponent after his opponent gets more and more tired.
1: Right. You're tired out your opponent this way. And mostly yeah. you're not taking full hits because if you watch him actually do this, he like he leans back every time a blow comes in and he's on the ropes too. So the, the... Yeah, the ropes help absorb the impact too. Right.
0: So meanwhile, while that's fighting going on, Superman is still... Doing spy stuff, but but like his powers returning and the ships. Have moved yeah, because he lured. The reason why he told them to leave is he lured them away from the red sun.
2: Yeah, now he got his powers back. He's just fucking up the alien uh, ships as Muhammad Ali's fucking gaining the upper hand on Hunya and just punched him so hard he knocks him out of the ring. Such an
0: awesome and, panel in an awesome two-page spread. And it's also worth
1: it's worth noting too that this fight was never going to end. It wasn't going to be depending on who wins, because the the emperor, when he sees Muhammad Ali winning, says, "You know what? Forget it. Just blow up Earth, no matter what." So yeah. it seems like Superman's yeah. like cheating here, but he, the emperor was going to cheat anyway. Yeah,
2: yeah, and uh, and uh, everyone in the audience is cheering on Muhammad Ali. So when he says this, everyone's like, "Oh my God!" The emperor's going mad. Like, like he he, he he said he would let these people go, and now he's going to blow up the Earth. And these people are awesome, and and he's going to fucking do this. So like, emperor's on his own basically. Yeah, like that he's gonna blow up uh, Earth while everyone else is like looking horrified at this news. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, he's showing footage of uh, his fleet going towards Earth, and then that's when he sees Superman fighting off the alien ships. And now all the people in the audience not only do they see Muhammad Ali uh, kicking the shit out of uh, Hunya, now they see Superman taking kicking the shit out
1: of all these ships. It's such a cool space fight too. For for yeah. I I've never tried to imagine like one guy fighting a, an armada. But, like, they do a pretty good job. Like, he's, you know, busting through their force fields, deflecting their, like, lasers. Uh, And he
0: takes a couple
2: hits,
1: too. He he actually takes a lot of hits.
2: And we talk about, like, in, like, Wanted in some books, the fighting is just general, just uh, chaos, and the fight just ends. Like, there's no real script to what's happening. There's a script to what's happening in in the fight here. Like, Superman lines up all the ships so he can... Fly through them all at once, and that's definitely his big plan.
1: Like, yeah, he, he does. He actually does a space version of the rope tactic because he curls up into a ball and keeps and keeps getting shot by all of them. And they they form a line to continue uh, firing together, and that's when he unleashes and just flies through all of them at one shot. Yeah. And it, it's such a cool scene too because they he 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 flies through every single ship in one line through their engine rooms to blow them up. And he even says, by all laws of nature, um, sound cannot be heard in space, but. If it, if it could, this one scream of agony and determination would be heard throughout the galaxy.
0: Yeah. It's so epic. Yeah. It's just so good.
2: And the Emperor's like, oh, that, that was great. But you know what? Now Superman's uh, tired. He only took out half the fleet. And so Superman's like lying unconscious in space. uh Tuckered out from all this shit he just blew up.
1: Tuckered and out. He's, he's, he's a nappy. It's like, it's like a little kid who ran around. It's like, I'm tired now. <laughs> he got like, knocked, he got knocked unconscious by fighting a space fleet. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> he's, not, he's unconscious going in space and Emperor's like, never again will Earth pose a threat to the world of the universe. The period of the universe will be saved. The dark patch which was Earth and before we can finish, uh, Hunya punches his giant floating little throne thing and smashed into pieces and keep in mind
0: Hunya hasn't said anything this whole book except Hunya and now he gives a big monologue yeah
2: and he says are you so blind Rathlor no one raising arms to help you you have proven yourself to be a coward and a being without, completely
0: without honor yeah
1: cause the, the emperor even orders them he, he says arrest Hunya kill him and the guards all just stand there watching they're, yeah. they're not willing to back up the emperor anymore
0: yeah and Hunya was inspired by Muhammad Ali and Superman's like nobility and fair play and, and Athena
1: leaves at this point. She's like, all right, my work here is done. Everyone's fair. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And,
2: and, and uh, Hunya says, you have the crazy name of Scrub throughout the galaxy. Because unlike, unlike before, the word Scrub has great
0: connotations.
1: <laughs> Your shame is our shame.
0: Well, this is what Ratla actually ruined it. Scrub used to be a, a great noble term yeah. until Ratla invaded in the 70s. Yeah. And by the 90s, everyone was saying, we don't want no Scrubs anymore. Did you guys not know that?
1: Yeah, don't. I mean, don't don't fact check us, but it's true. Just yeah. just accept yeah, it.
0: Yeah. Ask any baby boomer. Scrub used to mean strong, powerful warrior. Yeah. Afterwards, they take Superman
2: uh, from space, from floating in space. They t- bring him on a ship and they have him recover uh, with Hunya and Muhammad Ali there. And Mahnya explains that. Um, uh, that the Rat Lord, the Emperor, had made them all think that uh, Earthlings were zomboid and all warlike, and, but like Surman by not giving up in the fight, by Sur-Man, uh fighting all the ships even though they're kicking his ass, by Muhammad Ali not giving up even though Honea's kicking his ass, you the two of them basically show that human beings are are fucking awesome. Uh, this is a great story to show. how great Superman and Muhammad Ali are, because, like, we talk about, like, Superman's, like, a big icon, and he's supposed to show the best of humanity. The story, by by putting in Muhammad Ali here with Superman and using him in this way, is a great tribute to Muhammad Ali, too, because it's basically showing Muhammad Ali as the best of humanity as well. Like, just like Superman's a greater-than-life figure, Muhammad Ali's a
0: greater-than-life figure that shows what human beings can be and what inspiration we can be. Yeah, and earlier, Jimmy Olsen says... Uh, He says like over the TV, he's like, you know, human beings aren't, we usually try not to judge each other based on who's the strongest or the best fighter, but how much we help our neighbors and how like fair we are. And then it comes back where Muhammad Ali is like, live by the simple rules of fair play. My people, all people would all get a fair shake. And like he says, and I really like the addendum that he says, my people and then changes it to all people. Yeah. Uh, and, like, that's a, just a really cool idea that I think it's showing that he's usually fighting for his specific race, you know, with civil rights and all that stuff. But he addends it as, like, look at what Hunya did after he saw how we can, how you know, how we can be better than this. All people should strive to be better than they are, which is kind of the whole point of Superman. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like Sly was saying,
1: like both of you were saying, that Muhammad Ali's addition here is, it's such a strong... It emphasizes that point so much more strongly where um, they say fair play is what it's all about. And that's what Muhammad Ali, a lot of his life was about, was him saying it's not fair, that this is the way – this is the state of the world. Um, And, yeah, what you guys said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, after this, I do want to just ask you guys a question. Jimmy says – and speaking of fair shakes, folks, this is Jimmy Olsen and Lois says – and this is Lois Lane. And then they both go, good life – I don't get that. What does I don't that get mean? it either.
2: Good night and good luck. Or, But like they're probably not going to have another intergalactic broadcast ever again. So good life to everyone. Um, oh, okay. I, okay. G- I
0: guess. I didn't get that
1: either.
2: This is a good life. They're just yelling it out loud <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. And now here's the epilogue. What happens? The ep- epilogue is Superman goes meet up with Muhammad Ali and, uh, they, and they, they discuss what they've done. And Muhammad Ali drops that. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> he drops that he knows Superman is Clark Kent which is Muhammad Ali's stipulation for being in this book he said I'll let you put me in this book if Muhammad Ali finds out Superman is Clark Kent (laughs) (laughs) that's so great which I find cool because uh, this was like an era where secret identities were like or sink like even though Slane and Jimmy Olsen didn't know uh, Superman's real identity and they were like his girlfriend and his best friend respectively and having this be one of the biggest earliest Superman reveals secret identity things. is
1: kind of awesome to me. Yeah, And he he tells how he figured it out, too.
0: Yeah. It's just some like context clues. Jimmy mentioned something to Clark that Superman knew later. Yeah, like, yeah. basically Jimmy forgot
2: his uh, film footage, and then Superman later mentioned it. And then he's like, oh, I could have used X-ray vision. And Muhammad Ali says, oh, but if you use X-ray vision, you would have destroyed the film. And so Superman's like, you're right, fuck. Uh, you got me.
0: <laughs> and then Muhammad Ali goes, uh, Superman calls him champ, and... He reaches out to shake his hand and Muhammad Ali shakes his hand and says, Superman, we are the greatest instead of his, like, I am the greatest.
1: Yeah. It's such an awesome, like, two page spread again.
0: Yeah. Muhammad Ali's hand is on Superman's shoulders as he shakes his other one. It's so, it's just so cool. It's so cool. That ends our retelling. Yeah. So recap page. Is it good, 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 bad, or bad, bad? Good, good. 100%.
1: I, I, this is the, the best comic I've read in a while, honestly.
0: This is easily the best one we've done on this show, <laughs> but I guess that's not saying much. It's better than fucking trouble. This is the kind of story I, w- I want to do more of uh and we kind of uh
2: set up our next couple episodes to be more like this where it's controversial and uh, like kind of like off putting when you hear the premise, but it doesn't mean it has to be a bad story and this yeah. is... i
1: i I was initially like I said earlier, like I did not think this was going to be good based on the name because it just sounds like it's a gimmicky dumb concept but it's the execution of it that makes it so effective. And yeah. this is
0: one of the best examples of why when we talk about comics out of context how it easy it is to laugh at like how ridiculous they are, but you can have really awesome stories Based on like super ridiculous ideas, like conceptually, an alien race comes and makes Superman and Muhammad Ali fight. Sounds stupid, yeah. But it's handled so well that like, I think comics have more than any other medium of great things that on paper seem ridiculous. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. all comics are on paper, but <laughs> comics are very like dumb. <laughs> yeah,
2: so this is just a writer and artist, uh, and I feel this way with, with a lot of uh, books. The less cooks you have in the pot the more you have this experience wait why do you put cooks
1: in a pot the cooks shouldn't be in the pot at all <laughs> the, the, the cooks working on the pot whatever. The in, the kitchen, in the, the kitchen cooks in the kitchen this is how Sly cooks he bathes in his food before he eats <laughs> it I
2: cook myself I'm a self cannibal but um but the more people you have working on something the more you uh you have like uh, that, that would never work it's too out there both with comics, manga, and like books, lit- regular books, literature, you have this experience where it's uh, pure... manga.
0: I think you mean manga.
2: Whatever, fuck you. I
1: think
0: I think you mean mango.
2: I'm a bucket J- <laughs> guy, I'm sorry, but we uh, <laughs> have this. Uh, you have these instances where you basically experience pure id, where you don't think about like whether this is logically stupid on like paper or whatever. Just think like what will be awesome to see and what 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 will be cool just to ex- experiment with, like a, a conceptually.
1: And I, I will say though. You're saying you you know you don't you don't think about the logic, but the story actually does make it believable the whole time, and they they go yeah. through great lengths to make it seem like okay they they could destroy everything with plasma missiles, so you can't just fight them. Yeah. Okay, they are on equal footing because the red sun. Okay, uh Muhammad Ali would beat Superman in that context. They they do take a lot of steps to make sure that there's no like there's no. The suspension of disbelief isn't broken because they,
0: they tried to make it believable. It doesn't feel as hand wavy as it usually does too. No. I
1: was, I was totally expecting for this to just be comic bullshit where they're like, don't worry about it. It doesn't have to make sense. And for me, that's what takes me out of a lot of comics or fiction in general when it's, when it breaks that it, I get taken out of the. I, I don't believe this is. Act, this could actually happen. And this, for as silly as it is, Superman versus Muhammad Ali. I feel like this could happen. <laughs>
2: this, this goes back to what we talked about, in Flashpoint. I mentioned it in terms of uh, time travel. You, have to, you can do anything, make anything work as long as you're consistent with it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the case. That's the case with uh, most stories. You can make any crazy concept work as long as you set up the rules, you stick to them, you don't have random shit happen randomly in the middle of it to break the flow of the story and make it feel like you're cheating or whatever. And the story doesn't yeah. feel like it's cheating. It feels like it's earned everything it does. Yeah,
1: I feel like I, I we talk about that a lot, and I feel like I bring it up so much. But that's such a big deal for me in fiction. If if at any point I feel like the author is cheating, it really kills the story for me because I, I immediately get taken out of it. Where if you, like Sly saying, build a consistent world and and you you create the story within those parameters the whole time, it really. It really makes a story feel a lot more genuine than a shitty story does. It's like yeah.
0: when CPUs drive faster than you in Mario Kart, and you're like, "That's not fair."
1: It's, it's <laughs> bullshit. It, it, it makes you like the game less.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have two brief uh, things to read. They're not—they're not both letters, but one is. Okay. But uh, so first, I want to thank Power Posey for the great review on iTunes. That goes as follows. I'm not the biggest comic fan, but I do follow them. These guys pick some crazy comics and just blast them. The one host Sly has some real anger issues, and it's great when, <laughs> and it's great when he really hates something. <laughs> it's not untrue. <laughs> yep. And a couple weeks ago we when we did Batman Cacophony, we asked for some reinventions of onomatopoeia that would make him a good character and we got one that I really enjoyed from never ever on uh through Gmail which you know device issues at gmail.com and I want to know what you guys think of it what if he somehow connected with the fifth dimension, which he says, ha, after, and he can, if he can make a sound real enough, like the Police Academy guy, the effects actually happen. So his gun sounds are real. If he makes his gun sound believable enough, then you actually get shot. Or maybe That's he cool. suffers the cause before the effect and doesn't want the power anymore. Like he says, blam, blam, and his, he breaks his finger because a bullet came out of it. Yeah. And then he adds, I don't know, this character really sucks. <laughs> I actually love this concept. Uh, it
2: reminds me of uh, one of my favorite uh, creepypastas. I read creepypastas, spoilers. Uh, but, uh...
0: <laughs> Only the best stories start with, this reminds me of my favorite creepypasta.
2: <laughs> but, uh, there's a creepypasta I love uh, called Out with a Bang, I believe. And um, the story's about a, a kid who's playing with his best friend as when he's nine years old or whatever. And uh, they're playing like cops and robbers or whatever. And you know they go like bang bang I got you bang bang I got you, and his friend's doing that to him. And the, the main character puts, points at his friend and says bang, and when he does, his friend's face just explodes like what? gore, and just like a real gunshot, a shotgun just explodes his face off. And uh, the police come and they try to explain, it, saying, "Oh, it must have been like a plane came and dropped something off from overhead, and shrapnel caused or something." And it, because they can't explain like why this child's face exploded out of nowhere, and the story is this kid growing up. And wondering, like, when I point at my friend and said, bang, did I make that happen? Do I have the ability to just point at people, my finger to somebody and kill them like that? And uh, this letter actually reminded me of that concept. And I actually think that concept is cool.
1: Like, I, I love it, too. The idea of... Because it's, it's such a cool idea that words can take physical form. Or words have po- more power than we think about. Yeah. Um, and you can see that concept in a lot of fiction, actually. Like, uh, you know, even something like Skyrim, the, the dragon shouts are literally their words made power when you when you bring them yeah, into power, reality
0: Yeah, like Pargon, 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 Pargon right. Hey, that
1: actually Eternal Darkness also has that where the the, the words themselves have power to them. Yeah. And or um if you guys have read The Lies of Locke Lamora or that that series, the Gentleman Bastard series, there are the mages in that series. They're called I have, I've only read the first one, so I don't know the extent of their powers, but I know the, the mages in there. It's literally like words Give them; they use words as power. Yeah. So that if you know someone's name, you actually have power over them in that way. And I think that's such a this type
2: of magic called true naming. That's when you know the true name of something and that use that to manipulate that person because you
1: know the true name. Right. That's so cool. Yeah. So, so could be cool with 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 that with like words made power. You see the difference yeah.
2: between this this letter and what Kevin Smith came up with is that he tried to incorporate the concept of animadpia and tried to make him like part of the character itself and not just the character say goofy stuff while being a generic
0: killer
1: basically yeah, yeah. The, the concept is actually integrated into his 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 powers
0: so obviously we fucking love this idea yeah
1: <laughs> make it happen
0: so what I wanted to do was and I didn't clear it with you guys at all so you have to fucking deal with it so since I guess like I could always edit it out later <laughs> But since we all love this idea so much of a character reinvention that we asked for, I want to offer Never Enough a chance to pick a book for us to do.
1: I, I also extend this offer. I,
0: so, as well. It is unanimous. By our powers combined! <laughs> and I mean, anyone can suggest books whenever they want, either Divisive Issues on Twitter or, you know, through the email, but... If, but we have to follow this user's suggestion because his words are made power, so... Yeah. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> I would just like to clarify, you should pick three books, and we will pick one of the three.
1: <laughs> that's a better idea.
0: You you won, so whatever you want. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's it. Also, we are on Google Play and Stitcher now. I mentioned it last time, but it's we've officially been... Put up there and i've never actually used stitcher before there's some cool stuff on there so you guys should check us out on stitcher and you don't need an account to write reviews like you do on itunes so please write us reviews and stuff like that and like us or whatever it is else you do and tweet at us and all that jazz so that's all i got so do, do we have recommendations yeah, I don't have one.
1: Does still have one? I was thinking about this for a while. Yeah, I I think it depends on what you liked about the book, of what I can recommend. Like, Obviously, if you like the boxing part, there's a million good boxing movies. Watch Rocky, watch Billion Dollar Baby, something like that. Um, if you're more interested in the civil rights part of it, if you're like, I like Muhammad Ali for his work in the civil rights movement, and the, the, the themes in this book that were about, you know, People being equal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, the Eyes on the Prize PBS documentary series about the civil rights movement is really good. Um, but these are pretty different suggestions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're both good.
2: I have a, I have a vaguely related one. It's just another weird mashup that I like, and I think we'll do at one point. Uh, this is my my number one favorite all, all ball team up. My second favorite is Archie versus the Punisher. <laughs> if anyone knows who Archie is, the, the guy in the black uh, sweater with the R on it, with orange uh, hair. Archie Bunker, right? Yeah, Archie Bunker. but From uh, all the family. And Punisher's the guy who murders people. <laughs> and Arsh is a guy who worries, worries about going to Pop's chocolate shop every day and trying to date Betty and Veronica. So the two of them meet, and it's actually a very good crossover that does respect to them in the same way the story does respect to Superman Ali.
0: I can't imagine that, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend something totally unrelated because I can't think of anything. <laughs> I just read Paul Dini's Dark Knight, A True Story, and it's all about how he... Actually, it's kind of... I'll make it related. And it's all about how he actually had a real-life tragedy where he was mugged and beaten almost to death. And he used his work on the Batman animated series to kind of be inspired enough by these fictional characters to brush himself off and over time kind of come to the terms that super—that Batman wasn't going to come save him next time there was a problem. And I think it's related because even though Superman's not real, someone like Muhammad Ali could show us that we can strive to be as good as these fictional characters. And sometimes it's our flaws and humanity that actually make us better.
1: I think it's a good connection. It's yeah. like six degrees of Super Mario Sunshine. How can I relate?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Dark Knight, a true Batman story. Uh,
1: you know, Superman, Earth, water, <laughs> Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's that's a, that's a good point. Um, and... Actually, before this show started, uh, we were talking about Muhammad Ali's flaws as a person because he has many. Yeah. Um, and I think, like Ryan said, that actually does make someone even more human because you're not going to find anyone in history that you admire that was a flawless being. Like that's just that's not what that's not who humans are. Yeah. Um, people always have problems or things you disagree with them on. And except for Mister Rogers. Well, you don't know. You don't know his secret I know. backstory. I know. Um uh, and that's why this book, you know, we have someone like Superman who is perfect but not real and then you have someone like Muhammad Ali who is flawed but he strives for a lot of strove for a lot of greater
0: things. Yeah. Cool. So thank you thank you guys so much for listening to divisive issues. I've been Ryan. I've been Sly. And I'm still Phil. Stay in continuity.